welcome everybody to another edition of the podcast. It's episode number 15, and uh, we've got Danny Diggler as always, and uh, our good friend Brian Muncy. So with no further ado, we'll get this show started off right, and uh, give Mr. Diggler a call. Here we go. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. We're live. We're live. Live. So, uh, uh happy, uh, happy 15th episode. 15? Yeah, this is the number 15. You know, I remember when I was 15, I couldn't wait till I was like 15 and a half so I could get that learner's permit. And then when I turned 16, oh. <laughs> Freedom, baby. No, you ever think about stuff? Like, like you just threw that out at me, and you said 15, and I was like, you know, I remember when I was 15. And I bet you, you had some pretty cool stories when you were younger. Yeah, man. When I was, let's see, hold on. What was I doing when I was 15? I was working when with... When did you start getting into um, uh, martial arts? Oh, not not till later. Um, I mean, I always was into martial arts, but I didn't wasn't practicing martial arts until I was in my late twenties. Twenties. Yeah, I think I was like twenty seven. So, what did you do when you were fifteen? What was your gig? Uh, martial arts wise, I was uh, I was wrestling. I was wrestling in no, high school. No, when you when hold on, when you were fifteen, what were you doing? You were wrestling. Yeah, I wrestled. And then, uh, and then, oh. and I just started getting into golf, uh, right around that same time too. And I remember coming out of wrestling season, you know, it was a, it was a long season and, um, I was in great shape and, you know, I was just, uh, kind of getting into golf and, uh, I thought, you know, maybe I'd try out for the golf team the next year. And, uh, so I did and I got cut. And I was I think I was still fifteen. I must have been. You had to have been. And uh, I got cut because I wasn't very good. I just like was playing with the wiffle ball in the yard, you know. Did you get cut by an Asian guy? Because I heard they uh, pretty good at golf. Uh no, I got cut by a guy named Al Barnes, and then uh, it really pissed me off. Barnes. He sounds like a. He sounds like a basketball player. Al was. Um, no, he was just a golf coach. Oh, yeah, probably wasn't he? You know, he's he's. I think he's today. He's like the secretary of the uh, men's club at Spanaway Lake to this day. I'm almost positive that he is. Was he was he over six foot when he hit a golf ball against you? No, he's a shorter guy, not six foot. He's like my height. He's a little. He's like a little midget, like the rest of us. Well, I wouldn't call myself a midget. I'm five nine. I mean, it's short, but it's not now, a midget. We're we're average, but if we want to feel superior, we should actually move to Asia. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying China. Yeah, but, you uh, don't want to. You don't want to go to China right now. I heard that's no good. I mean, I heard you could get the coronavirus. I heard you can get the China flu. <laughs> You know, but the thing is, is that we're we're pretty lucky at our age right now, and both of us are semi. You're really healthy, and I'm kind of okay. Like, 
I could survive like anything other than like a zombie apocalypse. But uh, now this, we could actually go over to Wu Tong, go to the wet markets, and be like, yeah, just, you know, and chop me up, fucking, you know, you got Benji back there, fucking give me a left leg. Get some, you can get some bat soup and bring it back to the states, and you know. Oh, did, did you hear the new, uh, um, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings? Oh, yeah. They got this new thing on, uh, I've seen it a lot on YouTube, and it's it is kind of, it's a shirt that says Wuhan Wild Wings. It said, they're so good, it's contagious. Uh, oh, that's bad. <laughs> they're so good, it's contagious. Man, you... <laughs> I heard a story on the news about speaking of contagious. Uh, there's a group of inmates in like fucking LA County jail that are trying to get each other sick yeah. so that they can get out of fucking jail. So they could get out. Yeah. Exactly. Now my question is where are they going to go? They're just going to go reoffend like all the other inmates that they let out in fucking New York and Washington and no, shit. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying what are they going to do. I'm saying where are they going to go. They don't. It's not like they have an established residence they can all of a sudden go to. Dude, all they got to do They're is... They're going to go all they gotta do. like a half or something like that. And think about, they're treating the, the prison population exactly how Como, Kumo treated the, the, the retired facilities. He sent people back there when he already knew they were infected. And the thing is, you're already locked in a prison. Think about this. You're locked in a prison. You get a coronavirus thing going on. And, you know, like like uh, um, Gonzo said, ever since we said the Patriot, once we uh, okayed the Patriot, Patriot, Patriot Act, yeah. we really don't have a right. So the thing is, you should just say, okay, bad people are normally in the prison. There might be a couple innocent guys, but majority of them, 99% of them are bad people. You say lockdown, no visitors, you know, the guards, maybe you just keep them in their cells and they don't get the community, they don't get to hang out, you know, because we can't go out, so maybe they don't go out of their cell. You just give them food and throw it back and, let, you let, know. Let me, a, let me stop you right there, though. Put it like this. If you were in LA County and you knew that you could get out of fucking jail because you've got coronavirus or early release or some shit like that, you go and apply for unemployment benefits. Dude, they're making more money than they probably have ever made in their life. There's a deal, uh, the CARES Act, that's giving an additional $600 on top of whatever you would get for unemployment. So I got it one time. I didn't get it. I got it one time. All my coworkers got it. I got it one time, and that's it. Well, you haven't applied. Have you applied? They sent it to me one time. Why should it's I have not, to apply? You have to. Everybody has to apply. You have to go to the fucking unemployment website, fill out a thing. So you're saying? So you're saying they don't know that I'm out of work because I'm filing unemployment? It should just be all tied in. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not. You have to. Danny, 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 Diggler, you got to raise your hand and fucking let them know. They don't know that you got fired. They don't know that you're out of work. How the, how are they supposed to keep track of all that? If you don't raise your hand, you're not going to get anything because there's only so much money to well, go around. Well, 
what I'm saying is that they've been paying me my normal unemployment, which is nice because I, I, I made sure I don't have too many bills. You know, I wasn't expecting this, but I don't, I don't have too many bills. And, uh, so just off of what they're giving me, I'm like, fine. And then I saw that 600 release fund. I was like, that's cool. But I thought it was a one-time hitter. And, uh, no, it's every, it's every single week. I talked to Pruitt, I talked to Scott, I talked to Kenny, and they all go, no, you get it every week. And I go, oh, well, I'm like four weeks behind. You, you can, you can backfile. You should do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. So talking about backfiling, I was listening to one of our podcasts and, uh, it had Muncie on the line. Yeah, I know. That's our guest tonight. Well, it, it is to be seen. He actually, uh, he, I hate to say this, but he did a quarantine break. A quarantine what? Break? Uh, oh, break, break. yeah. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, he uh, he called to say, hey, I got off uh, work a little early. Mind if I swing by, grab a beer, and I go, yeah, you want to, I got a couple of beers, are you going to grab, he goes, no, I'll grab my own, I don't know where your filthy hands have been. So I was like, all right, man. <laughs> I was like, wow. And then he comes over to the house, and he parks right behind Timmy's car like nobody's getting out and then he comes and he's still in his he's still in his uh, he's wearing a scrub and you know what he does right now? Uh, I do He works for he works for a uh, um, processing uh, marijuana facility. Well, that's up his alley. He's, and so, he's, he's the man when it comes so to pot. Like, like, no, well, like but I used to do back in the day and stuff but uh he he just he and they make you wear these outfits and pictures the amount of possible possibility of uh, contamination so he's taken off his you know he took off his mask but he forgot he had the pants on so he had to take off the pants in the middle of the street and he comes up we're just sitting there and he, he's he's uh, he's got a couple of little interesting uh, stories. What, we had a good little talk. But. Interesting pot stories or life stories? What are you talking about? What we'll just get him on and let him talk. We got to give that guy a call. See if he's going to answer. I sent him a text, so I don't know if he's ready or not. But should we're we, live. Should we just talking? live. We're doing it live. So should we just uh, just call okay. now, or uh, do you want to wait for a reply? No, I say put him on the spot. He should have responded and said, "Not tonight." Let's call him. All right, that's what we're going to do then. You know, see if our see if our guest see if our guest is going to have a conversation. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what is uh, you know if uh, we're not inconveniencing him like some other guests that. Uh, Seem to uh Well if he doesn't if he doesn't have time I'll go upstairs and I'll do a dab hit and then we'll have a conversation. We'll, we'll see about that. Talk about some ancient aliens. Calling him right now. Here we go.
I'm sorry, the person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Did he pick up? Clearly not. Wow. So you don't want to, you didn't get to talk to him, so you just hung up on me. I see how that is. I don't know. You know, I'm still new to this three way <laughs> call thing. I thought if you just dump dump the one you're on, it just dumps that one and puts me back into you, but it doesn't. It just kills them both. That's fucking good lame. Good thing I don't get offended easily. That's fucking lame. But anyway, uh, there's plenty there's plenty of going on in the world right now we can talk about. I mean I sent you that text. You got the MLB coming back? What's that? You got the MLB coming back in empty stadiums. Yeah, that's going to How weird is that going to be? Well, how weird is that going to be? Well, this is almost my question. How weird is it that we don't socialize anymore? We we like plug in, we talk, but we don't have the ability to just be like, "Hey, I'm going to be in town. Let's swing by that bar and hang out." You know. I mean, I miss the social interaction about shit. I do miss going out to the bars and just kind of mixing it up. That was uh... not even not not even the bars, just the option, the option, like. Like, I almost feel like I got some of my parents telling me what not to do. It's like, it's been long enough. It's been long enough, and it's almost like, hey, we've abided by your rules. There's no proof that it's, like, doing a benefit. I'm losing money. I, I would like to get back to work, but if I can't get back to work, I at least want to hang out. You know, I mean, I'm, I don't... I don't know. I, little karaoke wouldn't hurt anybody. I don't know about that microphone. You gonna put your mouth on that? You, no, you just put a mask over it every time somebody's. There better be Lysol and that fucking thing down in between you just put songs. That Lysol wipe. Get that Lysol wrap. Wrap. That's what we do in production. That with my whole kitchen counter. That's what we do with the shows. We wipe them down. You know, a little Lysol. Whoop, whoop. No one wants to get herpes. You know, shit. If if anything, this this pandemic has taught us to just hey, wipe your filthy asses, you know, clean your shit, just be a little bit, you know, be a little bit more tidy. Don't be such a fucking lazy ass. Clean your shit, and then that way you you have less chance of getting a disease if it comes to. And I'm not saying we're going to do it all the time, but I mean, for the next 10 years, everybody's going to be wiping shit down. You know, we might not even have a case. Think about that. In 10 years, we don't have a case and we look back. We we don't have a case in 10 years, but we look back and see how we did, how we responded at this. How would you think we responded? I think the, I think the solution is we get, more of those uh, self-cleaning robots like the Romba, you know, the thing that vacuums your floor. It's a robot, just zip, zip, zip. We're going to have some, you know, Jane Jetson or Judy, whatever their fucking robot made was. We're going to have that stuff cleaning your counters. Jane, I, think Jane, I think Jane was the robot, Judy was the wife, or vice versa. 
something like that. I don't know. I think Judy might have been the one. You might have been Jane. But anyway, Jane, we're going to have a bunch of Janes. Maybe not exactly like they look like on the Jetsons, but we were going to have some sort of version of a robot keeping our shit clean. It's it's just inevitable. So hold, so hold on. So hold, hold on. That's a great technology. It's going to be more expensive in the future. It's not going to be... You're talking about something like a Romba. Right. That costs like four, three to four hundred dollars, maybe you know, high end. But uh, the thing is, you like want somebody to mop and spit clean and clean the toilets. And, well, you know what I mean. Anything I know about technology, the price will come down, dude. I mean, I've got a forty-eight inch flat screen TV on my wall, and those things, fifteen years ago costs like fifteen thousand dollars you know i mean it, yeah but the thing is we're gonna stop getting stuff from china so we gotta figure out it's gonna go up a little bit it might be more american made or it might be like made in mexico there's always south south korea south korea south korea well mexico is not bad that's where most of the golf clubs come from well whatever wherever it comes from and whoever makes it all i know is that the price will go down it's just inevitable. I think it's going to go up. I'm going to stick to my guns. I think it's going to go up. I think it's going to go up by 50% plus. Because a lot of those uh, smaller items come from China. And it might be assembled here and there, but the thing is is that the production costs are way low. So now you're going to have to move it to India or uh America and America is going to be your highest price point as far as manufacturing goods because you're going to pay, pay the employees more. So true. I mean, it's it's an interesting thing to think about, but I mean, that's what everybody's bitching about throughout the world. Really, when it comes down to it, is like inequality, and it's like just get your try. You got to get control of your government a little bit. You got to just work hard. I mean, you think about America when it was at its prime. I'm saying like T. Ford's coming out of the production lot over at, uh, you know, the dealership or the manufacturer. I'm talking about when Germany was known for like really good stuff. I think all the countries need to kind of figure their edge and be proud of it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting off the uh, topic, but well, I don't even know what topic we're on. But I think that, uh, generally speaking, yeah, you should be buying American-made stuff. But you know, that was the thing about. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Alibaba, the website where you mm-hmm. can buy shit for wholesale from China. Like, I mean, if you can get it cheaper from somewhere else, that's pretty tempting. You know, especially in a cap- no, that's true. That's true, but especially but coming in a, from especially, my industry, that's, that's a lot of, what's that? especially in a capitalistic society where it's like I want to make the biggest margins I, I can. So if I'm going to make a widget in the United States, it costs me ten bucks, but the same widget, you know, used made with the same technology, costs ten cents in fucking China. As a capitalist American. You're going to try and drive those margins up. So I'm sorry until we can figure out how to produce things cheaper. 
um, that's the only way that we're going to really come back in that manufacturing sense. I mean, they also pay their people like shit. And the only way to really do it is to use robots. You know what I think? You know what I think, honestly, is that uh, we do got a manufacturer problem and stuff like that. We got almost a greed in national in the national average person is that we want to be able to buy as much as we can for our money as possible. But you got to realize every time, more than when you vote every four years, every time you actually buy something, you're voting, you're like, yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, it's cheap and stuff. And then, I mean, I, like I said, I sold a lot of golf clubs and I had a lot of people hit golf clubs and like a certain brand and then look at it, it said made in China. And they're like, no, 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 no. Even the, it was a the lot of yeah, the Koreans, they, they're not into it. They don't want shit from China. They, oh, know, but, they know what's up. Well, it's, it's supporting. It's supporting. And it's like, how would you support your family or stuff like that? It's like, you, you're going to realize that supporting like certain family members, if, if you get an opportunity where you support a family member, you're probably going to go under before you get ahead. You know, you're going to, you're going to help him out or he's going to need a place to stay or some money or whatever. But if you can get somebody to, to get their shit together, all of a sudden, all of a sudden they prosper. And then next thing, next thing you know, here they're having barbecues at their house and stuff like that because they got their shit together. And I think that's the whole thing with the American thing. Like, you know, whatever you doing, just work hard. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, it was the only place in the world where you can, if you've got ambition, you can make something happen. You know, I mean. Well, let me ask you. Let me let me ask you a question, Brett. When you got into uh, mixed martial arts and started training, yeah, you thought about like going after the Oregon title and stuff. Didn't it, you take it serious? And you, you know, you competitive nature as a human, not just a man, but a human. Your competitive nature is like, hey, if I'm going to get involved in this, I'm going to be the best athlete I can be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut out the tours. Think about your drinking, your eating, your workout habits. You know, you focused on that, and you succeeded, right? Makes difference. Makes. But you succeeded. Yeah. No. I mean, and then you know, there was other benefits of that too. It's like not only one was it to go out and compete well, but I had really cool opportunities, uh, because of that, like being a competitor and being able to train at like a high level, you know, I got to train with Rogan, uh, Rousey. Rousey. Um, I mean some other notable people too, but beyond that I met, um, I think you met my friend Randy. He's a, he's an MMA journalist part-time. We worked together, and he's like, he, you know, starting to, we're starting to be friends and figuring out, like, you know, what we're into and stuff. And he was way into MMA, like, way into it. And uh, he's writing and doing videos and stuff like that. And um, I met Dana White. I met Matt Hughes, Dan Henderson. Rhonda again, like, I mean, I mean, we, we had so many fucking cool experiences just 
but it wouldn't have been if if I didn't take it seriously, if I didn't want to go out. It's, it wasn't just the competing. The competing was just the first step. Second step was like, you know, being able to go train with people that were a high level. You're in a little respect, and then you start making connections with people that are interested in what you do, and all of a sudden, these super cool fucking experiences happen. Like, I was in the press press box when uh, they gave Rousey her, her UFC title. She was like the strike force champion, and they were starting to do the women's thing. Well, that, mm-hmm. that happened at Key Arena in Seattle here, and it was like the second... Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. You're right. It was like the second UFC that had ever happened up here. And uh, we ended up getting tickets. And maybe it was the first UFC. I can't remember. Anyway, it was a, bi- it was a big one. Nate, Nate Diaz and uh, Ben Henderson were fighting for the lightweight title. And uh, they had Ronda, the presser. And I, I was sitting there right in the, the, the press booth with, I don't know, like 20, 25 other journalists. And I got a picture, you know, like standing in it, it's fucking wild. And uh, I ended up selling weed to uh, the Diaz brothers' fucking camp too. That was kind of cool. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You went up to their hotel room. Yeah, a bunch of guys that train with them. It wasn't Nate or Nick, but uh, who, who, who are you? Oh no, he's good. Come on in, Brad. What's up? That was all Randy. Randy knows the Diaz brothers guys, uh, like everybody in their camp. Um, I had dinner with uh, Caesar Gracie. That was fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Karen Karen Bryant, she's a noted M- MMA journalist. She was there with us. There's probably like 15 of us having dinner at the Pike Brewery. Then uh, I smoked wheat. I, I smoked fucking Karen Bryant and her husband out uh, <laughs> right on the street. I'm like, it's legal here. <laughs> They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's just smoke right here. They're like, all right. So I smoked weed with... Uh, Karen Bryant, her husband, and about four other people. Oh, Seattle. 2013. I miss the days when I I used to be able to go to Seattle and actually have a good time. They're becoming rarer and rarer now. Well, no, I'm just saying I used to go up there with, like, Randy or whatever. You know, I didn't get a chance to go up there with you because Seattle kind of turned into a piece of shit by then. No, you had, we, had, we, we had some times. We went to Earl's on the Ave a few times, and we had we had we I, never saw, we never we never saw the downfall though. We never we never looked at it. It was like, oh man, it wasn't. I don't want to be. Listen, Seattle used to have a completely different. I mean, it's always been a liberal city, but like today. Like, I mean, the liberals have gone so far in the direction of weak, weak ass pussies. I mean, you can't say shit. You can't hardly even approach a girl without them thinking you're trying to do something to them. I don't know. It's fucking. You, I got so many stories about that, even in Tacoma. Like, it's bled into Tacoma now, too. I was listening to the Avon Preach show today. Yeah, and uh, they had an episode. I don't know if it's a current episode, but it's got to be pretty fresh. And anyway, they were talking about this girl who. So you know when you meet a girl, you're a guy, and let's just say you're nervous. But she just got out of this relationship, 
with her family, and she feels like she was violated. Make a long story short, he was like hanging out with her, like staying at the place she was at, or or she was staying at his place. They were doing all this stuff, and he was interested. She knew he was interested, but she shut him down every time. And then one one day, she decided to like kiss him, and she went in, and he was like, ah, I feel a little uncomfortable. She's like, and she has like it, this YouTube channel. You know, and she's like, if you don't kiss me, I'm going to get on there and tell everybody, da, 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 you know, like, like intimidating him. Because he didn't want to be on, like, Facebook saying he didn't kiss her because he kind of likes her, but now he feels uncomfortable. And it's like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, man, I, I think that, no, I think, people, I think people, like, Girl, listen, there's going to be no women that w- listen to our podcast with our point of view. <laughs> There will be plenty of men that will agree with us that it just shit has changed in it in ten years shit has changed, and uh, but what would you rather come back? What would you rather come back? It'd be nice to be able to open up a door for a girl and she didn't get pissed off because she's like you're after patriarchy and it's like no I just open a door for you I'm trying to be nice. I would wish two things. The, n- number one, I'm going to take some responsibility for all of the men in uh, the world today. You are all pussies, and I don't. We've we've allowed. Yeah, we've allowed. Uh, I don't know the PC like climate of the corporate world take over all of the world, and unfortunately, uh, that's not okay. You should be able to speak your mind. It's called the First Amendment, and as long as you're not talking about. Uh, uh, sex trade with children and fucking, you know, drugs and stuff, which really isn't off the table when you're in a, in a private, even public setting. You just can't advertise that stuff. I mean, have some context and have some balls and speak your opinion because people don't do that anymore. They're so scared of being uh, called a racist, called a sexist, called whatever, that it's not worth even bringing anything up to avoid conflict. And that's really the root of it is that, you know, people have gotten so social justice warrior over what they think is racist and what they think is sexist. And it's just, you don't even talk about it. It's like politics, you know, like how uh, our parents' generation said, you don't talk about politics or religion. Fuck. Talk about religion all you want, you know? I mean, just don't talk about fucking politics and sex and race. I mean, it just, it's, you're just, especially as a white male, you're asking for a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. No, you know what's funny is that I, I see a lot about that and stuff like that. And I think that people who overemphasize the news and, uh, YouTube and stuff like that are like these people that just have public meltdowns because you should be able to talk to somebody that you disagree with, not yell them down, not interrupt them and just let them speak, you know, be civil. There used to be a time when people were civil to each other and now everybody thinks they're going to rape them. Black lives don't matter. Cops are killing everybody, you know, and it's just like, just, as yourself, as your own person, try to be civil to somebody. If you don't agree with somebody, like, 
I, I don't agree with um, Gonzo a lot, but I respect his opinion, so I listen to him. And me and him have become, become friends, and he's been able to change my mind here and there, and I've been able to turn him a little bit here and there, but because we've always been able to t- talk or communicate. And there's too many people nowadays that just want to shut down and you won't have the right because you don't agree with me. So now you're, you know, and everybody throws out racism, homophobic. I mean, just the, fa- like, j- just the fact that I said, don't talk about race, don't talk about sex. I mean, you could even go as, I mean, it's just as bad to talk about somebody's body. Hey, you're a fat fuck. Lose some weight. Oh my god! Yeah, so this is a weird. This is a weird thing. There's, there's. Or, or uh, hey, you're a loser. You're a loser. You, you know, no, like you guys got blown out by fifty points. Don't mention that. There was, there was a celebrity that uh, has been working out during this corruption and lost a lot of weight and posted online and said, oh, "I feel great." Hold on, hold on, Danny. Danny, guess, guess, mm. guess who's gonna grace us with his presence right now? Thirty minutes later. Let's bring him in. Bring him in. Muncie. Hey. You're about 30 minutes late. What's going on, brother? No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, I was smoking a cigar with my dad, so. Oh, that's 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 always good. So we're all here. We got a little Muncinator? I do. Yo. So we, we were talking Gap about. Red Captain Redbeard, you should have saw his beard today. You, you got that growing good parts. Oh, it's this quarantine beard, man. Is it big? Is it <laughs> is it even bigger than it was before? Yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, Shit. I haven't been able to go see a barber for over a month, so I can't wait a month late when the quarantine thing hits. This guy's going to run into a feminist and she's going to accuse him of having his beard point right to his penis and she's going to be offended. They're just going to call his beard yeah. a phallic symbol. This, this beard is epic. Sorry, ma'am. My beard's pointed at your penis. What if it touches somebody? <laughs> what if it touches another girl? You're going to get sued? You're going to get someone Someone call Maybe. you out? Maybe. I was, uh, it's funny. You guys mentioned the Rona. I, uh, I was out having dinner. We went and got Soul Burger, Jen and I, the other night. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have been to Soul Burger in Tacoma or Burger Soul on 19th. No. Fantastic little spot. No. Delicious. Um, well, when it reopens, I'll go. Gogi Burger and stuff. But anyway, we went out and took burgers down to uh, Titlow's on the bottom of 6th. And we're hanging out and eating our burgers at one of the tables. And right next to us is the table in the corner of the dock or the pier. It's this old couple old ladies and I think one of their sons. And they're sitting there with a tablecloth on the table and they're eating their takeout food from someplace. And they're having a lot of conversation. All of a sudden there's a couple that's from clearly from out of town. They're dressed in like their also like Cleveland or something like that. And they're having professional pictures taken. And they go over into the corner, kinda of behind this corner table on the pier. And there's about probably six six, eight feet apart from the people. All of a sudden, these old, the old people are like, hey, um, would you mind not standing there? We kind of wanted our space. 
and I just about went through the roof. I told Jen, I was like, if I wasn't on a date with you, I'd go over and stand there and make them leave. <laughs> I was so pissed. Yeah, it, it is, it's, I, I was on a jog one time, dude. Jogging, right? I would assume someone jogging is probably healthy enough to go jog. Right. And, um, you know, I'm on the sidewalk and I'm opposing uh, an older couple who are out walking, no mask, no nothing. And we get to a point. You're just jogging. jogging. Yeah, we get to a point where there's like, you know, a, a driveway, you know, like how there's no curb. There's like a little. Yeah. Ramp. Yeah. You back out of the sidewalk. So, but there's a car coming behind me. So I'm just, you know, trying to keep my pace. And then they get to about three to five feet of hit hitting the driveway curb or whatever. And I'm about right on it. And she goes, uh, sir, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm like, what? And I'm let, and I let the car go by, and I just don't even acknowledge him. But as I'm walking by, she goes, "Well, we're paying attention to this thing too." I'm like, "That's why you're out on a walk on sunset in Edmonds, and there's like 200 people out here, and you're walking around with no mask on. You're paying attention to yeah. it too. You're full of shit. Listen, if you're gonna be out, if you're gonna be out in public, you're gonna have to deal with the public. You know what I'm saying? Oh." Yeah. Solid train. Yeah, you, you, you left your right. but You can't come at me for invading. What's that? Hey, guys, guys, can I uh, chirp in here real quick? What you got? Yeah. So the woman looked at you and, and started just bitching. She was speaking for her man, and too, her, by the way. And, which and which made, it, made it seem even more awkward. Probably his, her husband probably had his head down, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about her. Yeah, my wife is such a bitch. I'm like, and I'm like, yes, sir. I gotta live yes, with this, so yep. I'm not gonna say a word. We all have choices. No, I we mean, all have choices in life. How often does a guy start a problem unless you really piss him off? Listen, I was I gonna, mean, I was gonna run around them, or I would, I wasn't gonna like run through them. Obviously, I wouldn't do that if there was a pandemic or not. I mean. Come no, on. you're just you're you're pre-thinking. You're pre-thinking. You're like, hey, if I get there, I can go around this way, and and you're gonna run past them. It's not like you're gonna have a lot of physical was, contact. With them. I mean, a sweat drop from you is gonna affect them. I was trying not to get. I was trying not. I would have jumped out into the road way earlier if there wasn't a car coming behind me on the same side of the road. So like, I was gonna let the you know car roll by and. Well, Jog around. Well, what I'm saying is, you're not going to brush up alongside them. You're going to, no matter what, you're going to avoid them real quick and just go right past them. Right. And right. You're, you're going to hang out next to them for five minutes. Well, I know. You're not going to talk to them and be like, "How's your day?" You're you're running right past them. You're you. It's like we used to do when we were kids, and they have to turn around, or the girl has to turn around and be like, "We're you know, we're trying to." you know, stay six feet apart. And you're like, well, you saw me running. Why don't you scoot up in the driveway for six feet so you didn't have to pitch? Yeah. Yeah. If you've got the problem, you need to be the one leaving the situation. Exactly. If it's going to bug you, if you're, if, if it's going to bug you, get the fuck out of the way. Well, what about this guys? All right. So I read this thing today. So as of, I think the 18th or something like that in King County, you must wear a face mask in public places. Yeah. 
I just heard that myself. Hold on. If you're walking or running, you're exempt from this. So I'm going to go to the fucking Pike Place Market. I'm going to buy my flowers. And as soon as somebody has a problem with me not wearing a mask, I'm going to walk away. Just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) This is not enforceable. No cop is going to come up and be like, sir, I'm going to cite you for not wearing a mask. And be like, sir, I'm going to cite the Constitution and tell you to get fucked. Like, there's, you just can't do that to people. Put, put your hands on me and do something about it. Yeah, exactly. Hold on, let me get my phone out real quick. Now make me do something. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, actually, I actually think our best route in any of this is when anybody, crazy woman, uh, overzealous police authority, if somebody comes up to us, the best thing we can do, and it's hard for us to do, well, it's probably easier for Munson since he doesn't drink and smoke pot anymore, but just be, just be nice and calm and just be like, yeah, okay, you know. Yeah, well, you, you think that, that a lot of, as a matter of fact, my temper is real hot since I quit smoking. <laughs> you quit smoking weed? Yeah, I haven't smoked since New Year's, man. I haven't smoked since uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Wow, good for you, man. That's even better than me. So, Muncie, are you saying you're ready to hit somebody that pisses you off? Oh, yeah. What? What's the, <laughs> was the... Is the girlfriend the motivation, or just... What's the deal? Career moves, man. I want to get a, get a job that pays me to go on vacation. Yeah, but you got, I heard you just got a job. Danny was telling me that uh, you're working in the industry. Yeah, but that's not paying me to go on vacation. That's not career. He wants to no. not paying he wants my kids to get college one day, you know? He, he bro, wants to get out of the industry. Bro, you should have went on unemployment like I did, man. I'm getting broke <laughs> off right now. Here's the thing. I'd be in the Diggler boat. I'd be getting unemployment at a rate of what I was making before. But I wouldn't be getting the money from the government with that like big stimulus because of taxes. You're full of shit, dude. I'm getting paid a thousand a week. Hey, I ain't. What's the income you were you were posting in order to make a thousand a week? Forty grand. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't making forty grand. I was. I got screwed. I just had hours built up from working at Sprint and working at uh, Sinclair. And then I was working, so then I didn't work at all because I was, I was doing okay. I was fine for a while, so I figured to give myself a little bit of a break. And then um, I was working production every now, doing the concerts every now and then. And then um, an opportunity came up to do full-time production and <laughs> at the airport of all places. They got... Three little stages and local music. Anyway, you're talking. You're talking CTAC too. Yeah, and that was going to pay a thousand a week. And I worked there for two days, and on the second day, fucking, they're like, "Oh, pandemic! Sorry, we're shutting the whole music thing down." On my second, you're like what? On my second day, I'm like, "This is a thousand dollar a week job." Fuck. Well, you you didn't even know what to do that day. You're like, do we just leave? Or and then you had like performers that showed up. We had one performer that text and like said, "I'm not showing up. Sorry." So we we had one that was already there, kind of filled the other one's space, and that's how we made that happen. But either way, that was the last day, and 
yeah, it's fucking weird, man. Like, I mean, I legitimately lost my job over the pandemic. I mean, as did a shitload of other people. But uh, yeah, I did too. But I just sat and waited, and now found something that's going to pay me marginally less money than where I was. So you're working in pot because of hours. But, but you're, so you're working in like, pot. You're working in pot again. Who you, yeah. who are you working for? What are you doing? Working at THC Farms and working in the garden. So I'm technically a garden technician. That's cool. I heard I, I heard they got a lot of uh, procedures. You got like uh, footsies and you know you look I, like a mess. I wear scrubs every day to work. I water plants and spray plants with pesticides. Sometimes. So what you're saying is the stuff that comes out of your 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 spot is is as clean as it can get. Minus the pesticides. Being, <laughs> well, yeah, without being pesticide free, but pesticide free is really expensive because every crop you've got to like deep clean the whole place and make the whole place spotless and make sure you have no issues. If you have any issues, you've got to throw the whole crop out. So it becomes really costly for the Financiers and the owners, which is tr um, which is farm. true amongst all farming. Oh yeah, you grow on oh, corn; yeah. it's all the I same know. thing. Yeah, all I know is if I all I know is if I'm smoking pot, trying to get high anyway. So if there's a little pesticide in there, I'm okay with that. Yeah, except some pesticides give you things like lung diseases, so you got to be really careful with that. Right. I don't want that. Well, that's why it. When I, I mean, okay, it's just to give our audience a little context here. So Muncie and I worked in the pot industry together at a, I call it the pot factory. We don't have to name the name, but they made oil and edibles and they'd buy pot at wholesale and make it into products, right? And, uh, but we did not grow any of it. We no, we did a bunch of products. Exactly. And you know what? As I worked as the purchasing coordinator... And we would bring in pot that was moldy because we'd run it, we'd, bla yep. we'd blast it, you know. And uh, our employees were exposed to mold. I was one of them. And, uh, yep. you know, I mean, fuck, like, pot is, pot's weird. I was, I was actually listening to the Rogan podcast and he was telling, tell me what you think about this. He was, I hear you can press it like, you know, um, what's that fucking grass grass weed or some, uh god why is it escaping me right now uh wheat, wheat grass wheat, like wheat grass you know you can press wheat grass and make a juice he's in he's in yeah it's essentially the same thing so you take it's not you though. take the buds it's not well, the, it, it is you use heat and pressure and you get the resins to to excrete the here's why it's the, not though suckery, but, here's yeah. why it's not though all of the shit that people put on it to make it grow bigger, faster, not have any bugs on it. Honestly, that stuff gets sucked into the water just like anything else. I mean, you're pressing that shit yeah, well, out you're too. Not, and you're not pulling the water out of it. You're not pulling the water out. You're pulling the resins out. But that's all part of the plant. It's the same thing as when you smoke pot. I don't know, bro. You're getting the exact same. Well, here's the thing. So listen, listen to this. When you smoke it, you're burning 100% of that plant flower. Yeah. Right? So if you have a bud, of, if you have a two gram bud of weed, and you light it on fire in a bong, you're smoking everything that I would be inhaling the juices from 
that the resin's from when I dab it. However, when you make rosin, which is heat and pressure, when you make rosin, that makes or that comes out differently. And theoretically, you can avoid a lot of the plant material that way. Now, that doesn't mean that you're avoiding any of the pesticides or any of the foods that the plant was fed, because that's still in there. So you're still intaking a lot of things that you might not want to, depending on what who grew your product. However, right. you're avoiding a lot of the plant material. And the plant material is just because weed is a healthy thing and can help people with things. Right. Doesn't mean that the plant material is good for you to breathe. Totally. And I that's mean, why resins are so such a booming industry because it's not just because people want to get higher. I mean, yeah, that is a side effect of a more concentrated product. Right. But also there's people that are doing it from a health conscious standpoint of not wanting to burn and breathe smoke. Yeah. A medical standpoint. Yeah. And that's what we, that's part of how we got into dabbing in the first place. Right. But nowadays it's gotten to the point where it's all about who grew your weed. It's all about, how it was processed, what kind of machine and what kind of chemical it was used to extract it with. And so butane is such a popular one because on a polarity standpoint, butane lines up with the hydrocarbons in cannabis quite quite well. Yeah, it does. Uh, and that, propane, that, that's propane is really good as well. However, propane isn't so similar on paper to butane or to cannabis. So you get really good flavors, and you get really good THC percentage out of propane. However, with propane, it's harder to get the residuals out of the uh, extract. I almost think that we should do, if you've got the time, we should do a second show and just talk about weed exclusively. Yeah, let's bring the podcast back, man. Okay, because we've got maybe 10 minutes left, tops. Because uh, my, my my deal only records an hour at a time. I don't know if you've listened. Finally, I'm, 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 I'm testing the DAP theory. I just did protein instead of butane, and I'm doing a little. Let me test it. That's not what he means, dipshit. <laughs> I'm not talking about how you do your, <laughs> how you light your, your, how you heat your banger. I'm talking about when you run it through a machine. Oh, you, I know. I know. He, I know, he I knows. Know. He knows. Since you guys, since you guys don't get stoned anymore, you lose. Yeah. Well, we're, I'm working on it. Hopefully, I can land myself a good union gig and treat it like scotch. What Once the, I land the union job, I'm down to fake it. But what? What, uh, getting, what, what exactly are you trying to get into? <laughs> I'm thinking electrician because it's going to be the easiest to get into, and it's super good long run. Yeah, I think so too. I think that would be a smart, but, smart well, move. What thing that would trump what, that? What are you thinking about going into? Electrician. Oh, nice. But the one thing that would trump being an electrician would be working in the elevators union. I Elevator guess, techs make like a hundred bucks an hour. Nice. <laughs> you gotta go up. Gotta go down. I don't know if I told you, but I'm I'm going back to school. What are you going to school for? IT. Yeah. Yeah, uh, specific. I'm. I've got three different majors I'm looking at. Um, one is just computer science. Honestly, that's probably the hardest degree of the three. Uh, number yeah. number two is cloud computing. 
Number three is software development. I don't think there's a bad move in either in any of those. And even the number four is cybersecurity. But yeah, right. I, they're all in demand. And won't. Super demand. The only problem is you can't get caught in something that's a five-year-old or a, you know, the, the idea is going to phase up. Um, like, you know, we were talking about how, you know, a couple of years ago, something that was in demand may no longer be in demand, like cybersecurity. Uh, depending on how things go, that might be in the hands of the government. You know what I mean? The, the public realm of cybersecurity may be real small and shrinking fast, you know? I think it's tough to be in the public realm anyway. Yeah. Unless you true. can unless you can prove that, you know, like you can ethically hack into someone's network, are they going to hire you? Are they going right. to tr well, trust think, you? You know, what, what do you, Brett Smith, what do you have to lose? Not a lot. You know, maybe some credit card debt. Maybe maybe I could steal your identity and do some some of this, some of that. But what do you have to lose? Not nothing. Now, what does Apple have to lose? A fuck ton. Yeah. But Apple's already so set up with. I mean, they're they're not going to go to Smith and Co for their cybersecurity. They're going to say, okay, U.S. government, you keep an eye on me and let me know. You know. I didn't even think they would do that. They're, I mean, between Microsoft well, they, and Apple, they're, Apple those two will do it. They'll do it in house, but but you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Um, Let's talk about you know if I was if I was Berkshire Hathaway, you know, right, right. I'm not I'm not going to some private company to be protected. No, not I'm, at I'm all. gonna not at all. I'm gonna go as high up the chain as I can before I you know hit a roadblock, and that's where I'm gonna start lobbying to get you know my my cybersecurity laws and things in place to where. Here's, I don't have to pay anybody because the government's watching. I took a, a law class earlier in the year from Cornell, and it's not like a degree, but it was it's a professional certificate in business law. I would uh -huh. like to be a lawyer in um, like IP, like in, intellectual property for tech. Yeah. That would be where I'd want to end. It's sticky though. I, exactly. guess, I mean, it's exactly. easy to build a customer for that, but it gets sticky. But it's hard to be good at it, you it, know? There's so much of it. No, I don't think it'd be hard to be good at it. I think that, that it's, a, it's a booming industry that needs legal legal help. And uh, why not? Yeah, but what isn't? I, I don't, I'll, be a le I'll be a lawyer in any IP. It doesn't have to be tech, necessarily, but, like, I think between that and corporate mergers, like, man, I'm very attracted to those things. However, um... I looked into getting my JD, which is a jurors something doctorate, uh, which probably means since I can't pronounce it right now that I should probably go for it. But since I have a DUI, I may not be able to practice law at all. How fucked up is that? What? Yeah, I might not even get it accepted. Go to Idaho. School. I may not even get it. Go to Idaho. I bet that changes. It might. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Uh, <laughs> Brett told me he had a DUI, and I was like, there's a lot of lawyers I know that probably have DUIs, and they still carry their license. I don't think that affects your license as far as practicing the attorney. I don't think you're... I'm in the... Uh, federal government yeah but you I'm don't sure but to, more to do Danny, when you got it to get into law school 
they check your record, they may not let you even go to school. You may be a lawyer and get a DUI and keep your shit. That's different. But if you need to, you know, qualify for law school, that's a different story. Yeah, that's, that's true. Anyway, so, so I'm gonna I, I I'm going to WGU. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that school, but it's like all online, and uh, it's all competency based. So like, I mean, you can really roll through it if you want to. It's not like based on credits. It's not. I mean, it is based on cre- credits, but it's not based on on like a semester. You schedule. don't earn credits by hour. You earn credits by production. Yeah, if I pass the test, I mean, I'm boom. You're on to the next one, right? So however fast you learn and can prove competency, they move you on. So I'm all about it. And to be honest with you, a college degree really in today's world is like a fucking high school education anymore. I mean, it's just a check the box thing. Hey, where did you go to school? So, I mean, if I can pick, if I can pick up skills and then with these guys, you also pick up a shitload of certifications. I'm in man. Like, I'm interested in that shit anyway, so, I mean, look what we're doing right now. We're doing a podcast online. I mean, it's either that or marketing. I'd rather take the the one that's going to pay you the most when you get out, and every time I look at, like, cloud developer jobs, cloud anything jobs, I mean, minimum on Glassdoor, Indeed, any of those job search websites, it's like 120 to, like, 150 grand. I'm like, pfft in sign me up yeah I'll take two three years of my life for that yeah I'm with you I'm uh I'm thinking that's kind of why I'm so drawn to the idea of a trade because 20 years and I could retire that only makes me (laughs) everything's relying on electricity anyway being electricians where it's at as a matter of fact I've had right I, I got two cousins they're taking over my uncle's um, electrician company. He's, uh, elect- he's an electrician, right? And uh, they both took the test, and they're in, and you know they're getting, they're doing it. They're making bank, dude. I mean, like hundred G's. Yeah. Like, so you're so you're telling me as soon as I can uh, get through the apprenticeship, you can get me uh, a real real gig. Yeah, you just meet my cousins and see if you, know, <laughs> you guys jive. And if you do, I'm sure they'd hire you if you got your shit together. That'd be dope. I'm gonna. I'm thinking. I'm just gonna walk into the union hall and say, "Hey, I want to work." And as soon as I start working, then start making contacts and networking. Well, eventually you have to take the test, but you know, I mean, yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, yeah, and the, the union covers like schooling and all that, so. Do it. You know, you, do and it. And they'll send you it. to work. So it's a lot. It's dude. It's a it's a lost art, but I hear the music starting, so I think we should probably roll into a second podcast. What do you think about yeah. the pot idea? Let's do it. Pot? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's do it. So talk about some demand. Let's talk about some practices. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about everything. I'd like to hear about the stores. Let's drop some names. Let's make this fucking real to people. Down. Absolutely. All right. So I'm gonna I'm let. In. So I'm gonna let this uh, Foghat song take us out. You guys can't hear it, but I can. And. Uh, Slow right it on out of here. Peace. Stay safe, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Slate.